0: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to USTA Florida's Here to Serve podcast. My name is Laura Bowen, and I'm the executive director at USTA Florida. And today we have one of my favorite topics. It's growing tennis in Miami. I have three really special guests joining me today uh, to discuss a new program that we've launched this fall to help deliver more after-school programs in the Miami area and I'll introduce you to them now. First, we have Myesha Warren. Myesha is the USTA Foundation Director of Market Development. Welcome, Myesha.
1: Thanks for having me. Looking forward to it.
0: Next up, we have Angie Rivera. Angie is the Executive Director of First Serve Miami, one of our awesome NJTLs that serves the Miami area. Welcome, Angie, to the podcast. Thank you very much. Excited to be here. And of course, our very own Kathy Nordlin. Kathy is USTA Florida's tennis service representative for the Miami area. And she also services Monroe County as well. So welcome, Kathy, to the podcast. Thank you, Laura. Hi, everybody. So it's wonderful to have such a great group of women on this podcast who are working to grow the game at the grassroots level. I thought I would start and ask each of you to share with our audience what exactly your current role is in tennis and how you got to be involved in tennis. And Angie, I wanna start with you. Well, I got involved in tennis by, I'm not an
2: avid tennis player, but I'm an avid tennis watcher, an enthusiast. Uh, My family members, uncles and aunts, they played tennis when I was younger. And I just happen to love the sport. I love love all sports. And as far as getting involved with the tennis at First Serve Miami, I just found it a beautiful pathway for the youth to get introduced to a new sport that they may not have the opportunity to experience. So to see them introduced into something new, um, young and vibrant and a new learning experience, I was just excited just to just be involved.
0: That's an awesome story. I'm also an avid tennis watcher, so (laughs) happy to have you in our ranks. (laughs) Maisha, I'll come to you next. Can you share with our audience a little bit about your current role and how you got involved in tennis?
1: Sure, sure. So I'm currently the director of market development at the USTA Foundation. And what I'm charged with is growing our what we call our national junior tennis and learning uh, chapters throughout the country. So Angie is one of the executive directors of one of our 260 what we call NJTL chapters. And my tra- and my charge currently is to grow that network, whether it's growing the number of chapters, growing the number of the cities that we're in or growing the number of youth that are being um, serviced by these chapters through tennis and education. And so how I came to get into tennis was really through my educational pathway. I did a total career switch um, about 15 years ago. got a master's in sports and there was an open job at the USTA, which just kind of combined my passions of sports and community at the time. I've been with the USTA 12 years and about eight of those years was in community tennis. And so I'm really just marrying uh, a bunch of my passions.
0: Well, we're very fortunate to have you, so uh, kudos to USTA for bringing you on board, and um, we're we're very grateful we get to work with you. Thank you. Kathy, you've been involved in tennis in a long time. Can you tell us what your current role is with USTA Florida and how you initially got involved in tennis?
3: Sure, I'd be happy to. Well, um, I'm Kathy Nordland, as Laura said, I'm the tennis service representative for Miami and Moreau Moreau counties. I started when I was 50 years old. I decided to retire. Uh, from a business that I had, closed it down and said, I'm going to take up tennis like all my girlfriends. Uh, Did that, became an avid volunteer for USTA Florida. And at that time, they started hiring field staff. So they offered me a job of kind of what I was doing as a volunteer. And 17 years later, I'm still doing it and still loving it.
0: Well, we are grateful that you're still doing it and still loving it, Kathy. So thank you very much. I want to talk a little bit about Miami um, for a minute. And I know Kathy and Angie, you both have strong roots in Miami. So I wanted to start with the two of you. Can you tell me from your own personal experience, what makes Miami such a special and important place for each of our organizations to really grow tennis? Kathy, maybe you can go first.
3: Sure. Well, I was born and raised in Miami. So for me, this is home and it's very special to me. Um, I love the uniqueness of the diversity that we have in Miami. I think it's unlike any other city in the country. And I think USTA is just a perfect fit to come down to Miami with the diversity and our 3 million people and um, bring tennis to them.
0: Angie, what's your perspective on Miami? Why is it such a special place for
2: us to well, be working in? Well, like Kathy, I'm born and raised. I'm a homegrown Miami uh, girl at heart. Um, and I have to agree with Kathy. We're a big melting pot, of different uh Ethnics, uh, backgrounds, all ages. You have, you know, the Northerns coming down to retire here. I mean, you just have a wide variety. And of course, the weather. (laughs) I mean, we have no snow. I mean, what's a great way to grow tennis? We have beautiful community parks. We have county parks, city parks. We have uh, cities, incorporated cities within a city that have beautiful parks. And just the fact that if we can expand the beautiful sport of tennis and introduce, I mean, it'll just become just as more popular as it is today. So um, I love Miami. I think it's a great way, you know, the Miami opens here. Uh, and again, I can't say the weather. I mean, <laughs> you can't beat it. You got clay court, hard court, you name it. Um, it's just a great to expand uh, USTA and tennis in Miami for sure.
0: Yeah. And I mean, USDA Florida loves Miami. Obviously, our roots are based in South Florida. That's where we started. And, you know, having our our um, people like Bobby Curtis, who were so involved with the organization, really uh, doing things at Moore Park for a really long time. I think that. When people talk about USTA Florida, they, they often think of, of Miami, um, they think of Miami first. So it's a natural fit for us to say that this is always a community that's going to be special to our organization. Mm-hmm. Maisha, I want to turn to you for a minute, because I think this project that we're going to talk about today um, to grow tennis in Miami really came about based on a commitment that the USTA Foundation made to focus on Miami as a key market. Can you tell us a little bit more about how the foundation board decided to make an investment in miami and how this uh tennis outreach
1: project really fits into that focus absolutely um and you you started right there the usc foundation with our you know our board of directors and our leadership we're just looking and kicked off 2021 with how can we look at any target markets and maybe we look at doing what we do you know across the board but are there specific markets we want to look at and pilot these markets to see if we put um, you know more resources into just a few markets if that helps grow again I'm, I'm charged with growing and we're just trying different things to see what will grow youth um, and diversity in tennis and so when we look at market criteria we looked at a couple of things right are there really coming down to location and the dollars your partnerships. And so are there NJTLs that are already there similar to First Serve and what Angie is doing so that the infrastructure is already there? Uh, Second is, are there children in need? Because we we want to service under-resourced youth that that don't have access to some of the programming that our NJTLs offer. And Miami is perfect, right? Miami is the fourth largest school district in the country. And so if we're looking at youth and we're looking at diversity, Miami just hits so many of the boxes. Um, And really, we're trying to develop relationships with schools and charter schools so you couple that with um, the number of youth that are there and, and honestly the relationship that we have with the USTA section our sections um, are very important with when we look at target markets and new initiatives that we may be doing at the foundation do we have a relationship with this section in this case we we do with USTA Florida the staff has always been supportive of our initiatives and we in turn want to collaborate with sections that we have that good relationship with and finally um, a lot of comes down to money. Will the funds be available? And so donors is key. And Miami just gave us an opportunity to sustain some of the fundraising that we had been doing across the country because there were just some donors that were very specific to see they wanted specific growth in the Miami area. And so um, we kind of combined all those things, right? When you have the location, you have the dollars, you have the partnerships and a relationship with the section. Miami just became one of our markets that just made so much sense.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I, I want to talk more about the Miami Tennis Outreach Project because uh, it was started obviously at the foundation saying, hey, we want to make an investment here and this is what's important to us. But Angie, coming to you, First Serve has been doing a lot of amazing work for years in this market delivering those after school programs in Miami. So maybe you could give us a little perspective on how this program actually works. Um, so that our listeners can kind of hear where where the rubber meets the road and the grassroots land like what is happening there with this fun project
2: well we've been very blessed with this collaboration of this new program to expand what we already do at moore park that is where uh, our flagship program is at moore park Um, we do after school and summer programming at moore park and one of the biggest things that we wanted to do was how do we expand it for many years trying to get in various parks that had tennis courts it was like you have to go through the red tape to get in find um coaches that will definitely do the tennis programming so With the past couple of years, we were definitely saying, well, how can we do that? We're at Moore Park. We're at Bryan Park. We definitely wanted to get back with the county park. We had worked with Kathy Nordland years ago, and we had launched a beautiful expansion back then. I think it was about seven years ago at the different county parks. And, you know, times, tennis, you know, nonprofits, they go up and down. And when this was presented to us, it was like we saw a light at the end of the tunnel to say, "Okay, now we can introduce this beautiful program get to after school programs that currently have a program at the community parks have tennis courts, but no tennis. Mm. So it was a nice merge of of the wonderful idea of of first serve expanding and the USTA's goal of, oh, my God, we're going to be. Diversifying the market and getting into all these parks in underserved communities, because like Maisha said, we do have the fourth largest um, school district and predominantly underserved. We have 90 percent of some of the schools are like are free or reduced lunch. They get either scholarship that after school programs, which more targeted to like other sports. But the fact that we have tennis and what we do at Moore Park, we offer social, emotional support of um, uh, yoga and self-defense and tutoring and education. And then once is now that we go to these other parks, can we continue there because now we're at three additional parks? With the two servicing parks that First Serve does already, and how can we now take tennis and build out at these parks and continue not just do this current program, but
0: keep renewing the six-week uh, program idea that USTA presented. That's awesome. And I know, uh, Angie, you mentioned sort of how, how what was the key to expanding? And Kathy, that's a really good one to toss over to you, because as Angie mentioned, you've you've consistently had great relationships with the public parks in Miami. So from your perspective, what type of benefits does expanding these after school
3: programs bring to those additional parks and the overall community? Sure. Well, Uh, Miami-Dade County Parks and Rec is the largest park system in Florida, and I believe the third largest in the country. So we have plenty of opportunity there. And the parks, as Angie said, that we're reaching are underserved parks where children probably have never picked up a tennis racket. Mm -hmm. They probably have never seen a tennis match in person or on TV. And so um, wow, we have a great opportunity to introduce these kids to tennis. And besides learning tennis, um, I think Angie touched on it. You know, we're teaching them character development, teamwork um, and and a great healthy lifestyle. So um, also, I hope for from what they learn in tennis. It's something that they can take in their future and have many successes from what they learn through tennis. So tennis in the after-school parks program is the best.
0: You know, Maisha, one of the key components of this that Angie referenced was bringing in more community coaches. It's hard to deliver more programs if you don't have more people that are willing to go out there and actually deliver them. How has the USTA Foundation supported First Serve in this particular component of the project?
1: Yeah, it's been very important. And what we've done is we've really tried to rally some local donors and said, this is the need. And they were all in, said, absolutely. We're behind the initiative and, more importantly, behind the, the coaching, right? Because coach, if we didn't have the coaches, none of this really would be happening. And so we were very clear and transparent with Angie. Whatever, whatever that you need, um, let us know what we need. So it's really just working closely with Angie, identifying what those needs are and making sure that they had that. I mean, it was so important to us on our side that our the board, our board president, actually activated a task force, specifically on core markets or strategic markets, to make sure that um, we did what we said we were going to do, right? So we want to put actions behind the words and, and support Angie and First Serve with the coaching and really came down to dollars in supporting them so that they didn't have to worry about um, you know, their current operating budgets. So right. just helping that with extra funds to make sure it could work.
0: Awesome. And I know that was a real group, group effort to try to recruit the coaches. And, um, you know, Angie, you guys did a stellar job of bringing in people who really cared about the community and wanted to serve it. So kudos to, to you for, you know, the work that you did there. I want to talk a little bit about the response so far. You know, we rolled out this program program like end of September. So now we're getting close to almost a month. And um, Kathy, I I want to come back to you for a minute. What has the feedback been from like the county park and rec? You know, what have they been telling you about what they're
3: seeing out at the
0: parks uh, so far with the program?
3: Well, I have to share a funny little story at first. I was visiting one of the parks and I happened to run into the mayor of Miami-Dade and the director of Parks and Rec who were there doing a press release for another program. And as pushy as I am, I had to go up. It was right in the beginning of the program Um discussion with our team and I had to go up and tell them what was going on and that we wanted to partner with them and bring tennis to the after school. They were so excited about it and so grateful. She happened to even mention it during the press release about something else that she was doing. She says, I just heard this and we're so excited about it. So That was pretty awesome. And I think what else is important is the feedback from the staff. They are a hundred percent supportive of this. And that's very important that the staff at the Parks and Rec is important um, that they're supporting this. And of course, you know, the kids seeing them come out and be happy and be enthusiastic about coming out and playing. That's the best feedback that you can have.
0: That's wonderful to hear. Um, Angie, I wanted to get some more feedback from you because I think you guys uh, have a, a really direct line to the coaches. Obviously, they're working with you directly and the participants at the city parks. Um what are you hearing? Are you hearing good things? Are they excited to keep it going? What's that look like? Well,
2: actually, all the coaches at all the parks have been in constant communication with me via text and email because I always ask for updates. The part the coaches are loving it. They said that just teaching tennis to the kids is feeding their soul. They, they just love seeing them smile. Um They're enthusiastic when they arrive, Um, you know, and in one of the county parks, uh, Dems parks, we have two of our board members that are the coaches down there. And just to interact on a one on one, just not that fiduciary aspect of being a board member, but being on the ground that they just built a lot of relationships with the kids there. You even have kids that are not even in the after school program that are community participants at the park signing up. So even though we're halfway through this program, we're still getting more signups every that's day. Wow, every time there's a, so the popularity, the buzz, the word of there's tennis at the parks, the families, I'm even getting, I just received two emails yesterday of how can my child continue in the program? So it is definitely having a positive impact. The The curriculum that, that's being facilitated by the coaches is being very well received by the children. And by the staff, they've really learned a different avenue of learning a different style to teach kids uh, another sport. Um, So overall, the buzz has been amazing and they want to continue it. So that's going to be our hope for our next thing we we can talk about later on. Well, that's a good segue to Myesha.
0: So Maisha, how's how's the foundation board and donors reacting to this program so far? Do you think they're excited?
1: Super (laughs) excited. Super excited because we've been giving that exact kind of feedback, right? Every week when we get an update um, and hear the excitement from the coaches and some of the stories that we're hearing, even from the kids and the families who just want to try it, we're super eager about planning for you know, next quarter and going into for years to come, honestly, because when you do pilots like this, you don't want it to be a one and done. You don't wanna get kids excited or families excited and then there's nothing for them to turn into. Mm-hmm. So we're super excited about um, you know what next brings, what does next mean, right? Is it more kids? Is it more parks? Is it families jumping on the courts with the kids, right? Is it more coaches who said this to Angie's point, this fed my soul. And so I wanna give another day or two days to an initiative like this. That's how things grow with the positivity. So we're super excited and the donors, I mean, you want to be able to, it needs to be a tangible result. When a donor gives funds, they want to see exactly that, right? Smiles on faces, impact, increase in participation numbers. So this is doing exactly um, what we hoped it would.
0: Oh, that's great to hear. Well, let's talk about the future. I'll stay with you, Maisha, for a minute. Where would you like to see this program grow in the future?
1: I would love to see this just happening, kind of continuing, that it becomes a staple of the Parks and Rec where they know to look to, you know, USTA Foundation First Serve and the USTA and the other partners to say, is it a six-week program this time? Is it eight weeks this time? Are we doing fall and spring? Are we going continuous? It's just something that is ingrained in the community. And they know a lot of times when, you know, other sports and, golf and pop warnings they just know it's coming it's not if it's coming it's when does it start is usually the question from parents and so ideally um the foundation i would love it to be just when is the next session for this to start because they know it's coming it's been established it's credible and the biggest thing is it's fun right if kids don't have fun they don't wanna do it. We don't want it to be something where it's forced and the parents are making them do it or it's it's a mandated part of a school curriculum. We want them to look for it. And that's how tennis will continue to grow um, in Miami and Florida and across the country to be quite honest is when kids are excited about it. Kids and youth will grow the base of the sport. Awesome,
0: well said. Angie, where would you like to see this program grow in the future from a first serve perspective?
2: Definitely like to see it uh, as, a, as Maisha says, to continue it. Don't make it annually, make it every six week blocks because it seems to work. Incorporate it at a more existing after school programs. It could be at we continue with the parks. And guess what? You start off maybe dealing with the schools as well because they have after school programs that have tennis courts. So I see it as something that can be very embedded in the community um, and branched out uh, and expand already what USTA's mission. And of course, First Serve Miami's mission is to develop and grow uh, the on and off court behavior, discipline, uh, life skills with the kids. So I definitely see it as, I would love to continue in starting 2022, launch off another six weeks, keep it going, let it be the launch to, you know, Miami opens next, you know, year. I mean, that's a great segue um, and continue finding partners at like USTA and grow those partners to continue the growth of tennis. I love that. Well, Kathy,
3: you're, you're on the hot seat now. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just going to say ditto to what Mahisha and Angie said. Absolutely. Um, you know, I want to see us expand this to more parks. That's, the main thing let's include more parks in this i would also love to see us include adaptive and wheelchair tennis in this program in fact miami-dade county right now is reaching out to me hey kathy you know can you help us we want to get these programs off and running and i think like my myesha said i'd love to see the adults let's start saturday classes where we can get the adults coming in. So then they can play with the kids and it's a family event. So, um, all that I would like to see in the future. And, and I hope to one day that we see these kids maybe getting college tennis scholarships, you know, through their love of tennis. And even if they don't get college scholarship, just that they love tennis and they have this, as they say, for a lifetime.
0: Yeah. Maybe they'll love to play so much they can come back and coach the next generation. There of it. you go. Well, from a USTA Florida perspective, I know we'd love to see all of those things come to fruition. So you can certainly count on us to keep the momentum going through next year. I love the idea of connecting to the Miami Open. So we'll see what we can do there. But to each and every one of you and the teams that have been working on this, I know there's a bigger team that's been working behind the scenes. Thank you so much. It's so wonderful to see how every area of the organization can kind of come together and make magic happen in delivering tennis at the grassroots level. So I just appreciate you ladies so much. Thank you. Thank you. For those of you who are listening to the audio only version of this podcast, be sure to hop on over to USDA Florida's Facebook page or Instagram, where you can check out the full video version of this podcast. We also will include a link underneath the podcast to our Miami Tennis Outreach Program page, where you can learn more about the program and how you can help expand the program in the future. And for all upcoming episodes of the Here to Serve podcast, including topics and dates, visit ustaflorida.com slash here to serve. Thanks for tuning in and have a wonderful day.